So the nice thing about about pretzels is they're allowed food. So every every time you crunch one of them, I'll see a little spike in the audio, uh, like waveform. So I can just go ahead and delete that spike, no problem. It'll be easy to fix, I guess. Yeah, for something like soup, that's sort of a bigger issue, uh, because the slurping. The slurp, I mean, if you're a loud slurper, uh, you know it does. You know that's audible. But if you're sort of quietly, you know, slurping away like I do with my drink and making drink sounds too, that's one that I have to edit out a lot when the mug hits the table. Oh, setting the cup down. Yeah, because the microphone's also on the table, so there's. A lot of ah, a lot of cup noises. Uh, I see. So it's the sneaky foods you got to watch out for. The foods you think are quiet are usually the sneaky ones because I can't catch them. And then you listen well, back to the episode in a month when I find that you finish editing it and you can hear yourself slurping soup and it's embarrassing. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. I'm kind of breaking my Monday tradition. I'm not having the pizza tonight. What are you having? What is, what's what's for dinner tonight? Whatever medley I come up with in my fridge. I haven't really made dinner yet, but the theory is that I know I'm not going to eat the whole pizza, and I know it's going to go to waste, and I also have food in my fridge that is going to go bad. So so you got to create a, I don't know, what's a pot pie, an everything pot pie? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm waiting till my hunger level comes up, and then my creativity goes up to... The more hungry you are, the more creative you are. And I think I'm not as hungry as I need to be to be as creative with the ingredients that I have. See, I feel like it's the opposite. If I'm, like, super hungry, I I don't have the energy to, like, concoct a perfect omelette du fromage or whatever, you know, I, I'm craving. I'm going to mm-hmm. look for the easiest thing. Oh, look, a Pop-Tart. That's going to be – that's dinner now is the Pop-Tart because it's easy and it's going to give me yeah. the energy. So you got to eat before you're hungry. That's the key. That's At least with – with what I found, eat before you're hungry. Stop that. Get out in front of the hunger train and put the penny down okay. and derail that hunger train. There you go. The penny being a Pop-Tart. This metaphor works. Uh, I get it. I get it. So here's the deal, man. We don't have anything on either of our lists. This is, I mean, it's not unprecedented, but it's unprecedented in a long time. Yeah, we haven't recently just done one that we're like put zero effort into off the cuffers as they're known in the biz wow my beard looks terrible huh i agree with about about my beard i'm not calling your beard terrible i had this this goat looking beard going on that's i think that's the longest i've seen you with facial hair like the most defined it's been yeah i would agree i haven't shaved in a while i didn't have hot water at the beginning of the week here oh shit wait what well, they were doing some work on the road, and then the road, like, you know, so if they shut off the utilities for the, a little bit in the afternoon while they were doing work, and then I wasn't home, so then, you know, because I was at work, but then the my tenant, or the person that rents the place below me got their hot water back, but they didn't realize that I didn't, because I wasn't home to complain about it, so I got home from work and no i wanted at the house so i took a cold shower and then uh called my landlord in the morning and they tried to fix it it was just like became this whole thing for a couple days I had to drive up to my buddy's house to take a hot shower which is cool because i got to hang out with him and sure yeah that. but um it, yeah it was, it was a bit there i was gonna shave when i came off of work and then the whole shower thing right the hot water it was just whatever let it be so that's tragic you have hot water back now though 
I do, yeah. Just in time to leave for a week. I know, right? It's it's how it goes. God, I'd be the anger I would feel coming home off a week in the woods and not being able to take take a hot shower. I don't, I don't know what I'd do. I was, I was pretty upset. Yeah, I was pretty upset. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yeah, I think that's one of the downsides of that's one of the upsides and the downsides of being a renter, right? Is that you don't have to deal with it. Right. But it also means you can't take the matter into your own hands. <laughs> you know, I can't just go downstairs and and fix it myself or like figure out some YouTube tutorial on how to do it. Uh, I got to call my landlord and they got to call somebody and they, you know, it just like has to go through other people. So that's how it goes. I've had apartment issues too, but they're less, it was fucking bed bugs. That's my apartment issue. Don't, don't get bed bugs listeners. Pro tip. Well, I thought you were going to say the ducks were back. I wish the ducks were back. I've not seen head nor feather of the ducks. Tell me about these bed bugs. What happened? What happened there? So no clue how I got them. I haven't like slept anywhere besides my own bed since I moved here in last October. So like I I couldn't have gone to a hotel and picked up bed bugs and like brought them back for example. But I started waking up. This is like nightmare fodder for me. I, you know, oh the press, see the pretzels. You up to the mic. I like the strategy. Well, while you were telling a story, I figured I might as well like. No, it's great. I just I I just I caught my eye. Um, I started waking up with just like bug bites all over and I thought at first, oh, I'd walk home every day. Uh, there's mosquitoes and shit out there, but the bites were like all in a row, like on my arms and legs and across my back. And that's not how mosquitoes bite. They just bite you and leave. They don't like make an assembly line of your blood. So I Googled it and I said, oh, those are probably bed bugs. Nah, no way. Uh, it's, apparently they leave little like blood droplets as they walk across your sheets so you're looking for like spots of blood and i had a bunch of those in my sheets and but i kept like trying to talk myself out of it maybe it was something else uh so it, it got worse and worse more and more bites i had maintenance come in take a look and maintenance gave me a call while i was at work and they said hey we're gonna call an exterminator to do an inspection based on our inspection and we'll go from there so i had to take off work for this exterminator to come in uh, and I had to get my cat out of the apartment, which was a traumatic experience because he is a very scared boy. Right, bud? He's like passed down on the floor behind me. It's adorable. Uh, like just up against the chair on his stomach. Um, but the exterminators came in and, and I showed him what there was. I've got I've got so many different bugs in this apartment right now. It's disgusting. Um, but I, I said, I've you know, told, explained the situation. I just sort of hung out, and the exterminator came back and said, yeah, I found some. There's a couple on your pillow, so we got a treat. So they, like, will live anywhere, like in tiny spaces, in, in outlets, I guess, like in the little holes in a power outlet, in, like, the edges of your carpets, in your pillows, under your mattresses. Yeah. But they only found in my pillows. Like, they didn't find any signs of them anywhere else, like not on my mattress. They didn't find any eggs. They didn't find any, like, infant nymphs, I think they're called, just a couple adult. Huh bed bugs so they think it was a small infestation they sprayed my apartment i had to go home to buffalo for a few hours so i could get out and take the cat out um then i came back that night and it was fine uh so we'll see i'm still sort of waking up itchy but that it takes a few days for the itch to take effect from the bites so we'll see if it's only been a couple days so we'll see if it drops off or not but that's been my my apartment troubles don't recommend. I don't recommend. Yeah, that sounds like no fun. So what is there? I guess it just like happens. It's weird. Yeah, it's it. I might have picked them up from someone at work. That's sort of my best guess. 
someone had them on like their shirt. There's children crawling all over me at all hours of the day at my job. So yeah, could have been anyone. What's going on with this t-shirt you're wearing? Oh, yeah, it does look kind of sketchy, just half the frame. It's an ice cream cone, and it says Wits Up on it. Wits is the name of a frozen custard place in the town where I went to school. Uh, And I was a big fan, and when I was, much like all college students across the world last spring, when I was unceremoniously evicted from my dorm on account of this virus thing, I don't know if you heard about it, um... I, I've wanted one of these t-shirts for a long time because it's a pun and I like their ice cream. Uh, so I just picked one up on my way out of town, wiped my tears with it as I left college forever. Nice, nice. So that's the story. But just seeing, sort of seeing the, the white drippy top does, <laughs> maybe doesn't look super good. Well, I can see the, I can see the ice cream cone part of it. it. It just looked like a singular ice cream cone on a t-shirt and I, I was wondering what was going on. Is that not something I would wear? Is that not? A, is it's that exactly I, what you that's, wear, that's bro, my I was brand. Curious as to what the story was. I took a picture in this shirt at some point. I had a jacket on, and the picture yeah. cut off like my my waist and below. So just with this like this raincoat and the ice cream cone looked very much like a suit and tie combo at a glance, <laughs> which I really enjoy. So maybe that's a look I gotta debut in like the real world someday. What's up with this hat? As long as we're critiquing fashion choices, what's up with the hat? I like it. I know. Is that it's, a loon uh, on it? It is a loon, yeah. It's a place I used to guide for. Um, my other hat is currently out of commission. I need to fix it. Well, I, I have three hats. The, the, the Winona canoe hat that is classic, uh, I found at a thrift store. I got a fix. So uh, that was on my to-do list today, but it didn't get done. So here we are with this hat. But I'm going to try to fix that one maybe tomorrow morning or something like that. But anyways, hats. Yeah, it's too hot. It is. Yeah, still. <laughs> it seems like, I don't, I don't know what your, because I don't know what the weather patterns have been like countrywide. But it cooled down a little bit over the weekend, which was wonderful. It rained all Saturday, uh, which was nice because oh, really? I, spent, I spent the whole Friday doing bed bug stuff. And so it was nice to be home on Sunday, Saturday and like open up the windows and let the, the rain sounds and the cool air come in. And I read a book and played video games. And that was my day. It was delightful. Uh, wow. But now we're back to the heat. And it was hot, but it was humid today. And it didn't even rain. So it was just muggy for no reason. On my walk home, I yeah. could, it, literally in the distance, the trees were like fuzzy because of just the moisture in the air. It was disgusting. Yeah, I feel that. It's been really humid and hot here, too. Not a whole lot of rain this week. Not my favorite. I'm looking forward to the fall. Yeah. Already. Now, are you, um, you're coming up on, or probably have passed, the one year of moving into your apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been here. Well, one year in Wisconsin, I think I moved here. Oh, right, because you, you... I lived out of my car at the yeah. Forest Service campground for a bit. And then work is kind of weird, because I did that, and then went to a shift of work, and then did that, and then went to a shift of work, so... Um, I can actually look that up, but close. I, th- I think it is probably one year. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. So speaking of fall, where are you gonna? Are you gonna be in this apartment in the fall? Or are you gonna be elsewhere? I know you're talking about moving when we hung out in um, person, but I am gonna stick around here. Uh, yeah, I figured I'm gonna stick around and uh, keep doing it here for a bit. We'll see how it goes. Um, I- I'm I'm feeling good about the place. It seems like a good good spot to be. I like the town that I'm in now more so than I did before since things are opening up a bit, which is cool. Yeah, that is a nice change, uh, being able to actually like experience things and go places. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so no, I'm going to stick around for, for at least the fall and the winter. We'll see. Sweet. 
I don't I don't know when I moved in here. I can't find the the thing. But it was uh it was around this time last year. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to think about. I know, right? A year has passed here. I think about all the like places that I know about now that I didn't know about when I moved in here. You know I like just gained that sense of place. Mm-hmm. Also I've I the other day when I went out for a little canoe, I always take my GPS out and like track my runs and canoes and skis and all that kind of stuff. And I take it to work too. And so for my year here, I have over, I just hit the 200 tracks, 200 like outdoor movement activities that includes work and play. But I just like recorded my 200th uh, human powered travel thing. Congratulations. On, that's uh, awesome. Yes, for this year. So that's pretty cool. This is a good segue into a thing I just remembered I did. Uh, maybe it'll be interesting, maybe not. But you know how I've been talking about going on more bike rides? Yes. So I've done a few. I did a 12-mile ride maybe two months ago, just sort of exploring some farm country. It was really hilly, which is why I didn't do more, because I was just exhausted. And then I did an 18-mile one. Where did I go? Oh, out to... Uh, there's a bay out in, in the next town Down over. Down by the bay? Down by the bay, where the watermelons grow. I didn't see any, but I'm sure they're growing somewhere. Uh, yeah. I dare. I did dare go back to my home, though. Uh, my mother, okay. my well, mother wasn't there to say anything about moose and goose, and but I went for last weekend. I went for a thirty-five mile bike ride uh, Dang, dude. on the Erie Canal because there's there's that trail that goes right along the Erie Canal, and I'm Classic. I'm really close to it. It's I I work in the town where the Erie Canal trail goes through, or one of the towns that goes through, obviously the whole state. But I just decided I'd hop on the road. There were some pictures from the canal trip I did with my dad eight years ago when we rode all the way, like the whole canal from Buffalo yep. to Albany, as the song goes, 15 miles on the Erie Canal. Uh, <laughs> I, I often wonder, because we obviously we grew up in New York, and the Erie Canal was like a fairly significant part of, of the curriculum in like history classes, Clinton's Folly. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like... If the Erie Canal is in other, like, if other people in other states know about the Erie Canal? Probably not. Because we talk about it a lot. I feel like every state has their unique history class thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I was trying to remember who I was, like, talking to about this. But, like, oh, maybe it's one of my friends that grew up in Vermont. And they were like, man, I learned so much about the Green Mountain Boys of Vermont. Like, every year we do a, a... history unit on the green mountain boys which is like cool interesting history but that's their version of the every year we do something about the erie canal you know i think i think we the green mountain boys got a textbook we got a paragraph in our textbooks right where like probably the erie canal got a paragraph in their textbook you know that's i'd love to like go through all 50 states and like see what the the big thing is for each state yeah although it would depend on the tech like because stuff like hawaii for example Depending on who wrote the textbook, there could be very different things. And I feel like in bigger states, it's probably the thing that's closest to you. Like, the Erie Canal stretches all of the The whole state, yeah. Even people in... Yeah, there's a big... Plenty of school districts from in the town that you're in and the town that we grew up in that all, like, touch the Erie Canal. But if you're in, like, a state like Texas, I don't know. There's, like, dozens of those cool historical little things it's just the alamo because you got to remember it everybody has to go on a field trip to the alamo because you forget it god damn it (laughs) you can't forget the remember the alamo but yeah that's interesting that'd be a cool cool thing to look across i don't know enough about most states to like 
pinpoint what it might be. Yeah, that would be a cool thing to do, though. A uh, little unique history facts. It's got to be a podcast or a YouTube channel. That would be a great podcast. Just like a 50-episode yeah. miniseries. I guess 50 episodes isn't a miniseries, but like, you know, a limited time podcast where they just do one per state. You know those, uh, oh, what, the books that are like history books about a very specific movement or like town? With like the sepia colored photo on the cover and they've all, uh, Discovering yes. America or something, yeah. Yes. I feel like those books are classic. Like, th- that's the same idea that we're looking Those for. get into the nitty gritty though, because there's... For example, our hometown, there's one about our hometown, but there's also one about the specific arts and crafts movement within that hometown. So it, it gets deep, right. deep, deep. They're mostly pictures, though. That's why I like them, is they, they get those archival pictures mm-hmm. that are pretty sweet. I mean, they give you a lot of the facts, too, but... And they're written by local historians, too. It's not like people just sitting in, in you know, Random House Inc. writing these books. It's local historians contributing to these books and then publishing this series, which yeah. is Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I'm thinking of getting one for, like, all the places that I've lived. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like, which I don't think they make one for the town that I went to college in, but that's okay. There's one for the town I live in now, and I'm I'm thinking of getting it. I think that'd be pretty cool. But, uh, anyways, yeah, I think that's like the same niche of uh, tiny historic little things, you know. I think if I'd been like slightly less of a creative person, history would have been like my thing, because my dad's a history teacher, yeah. and he sort of imparted a lot of that love of these stories and these like, you know those very specific things in me, but I just, I don't, I'm not, I can't sit in a lecture. That's not what I'm good at. And I think the one history class I took in college was focused on the conquest of Mexico by the Spanish uh, conquistadors, which is a four year period in history. And that was awesome because it was the nitty gritty, but like taking a class on like industrialization or something that doesn't interest me as much. I don't know. I think all of my history was more like applied history, Mm -hmm. which was pretty good for me i think i did like history of public lands and like history of native peoples and history of i guess i didn't do a class on history of recreation but it was kind of wrapped up in the whole thing but yeah it was never like pick a history topic that's really obscure and you're not gonna be able to physically i mean that was the whole point of the school i went to right hands-on learning so of course they're gonna make it like applicable and and applied uh the one college level history course I took in high school AP US history I really really enjoyed um and that was definitely nitty-gritty higher level like that was a great class yeah it was a good one I remember because I, th- I think we took with the same teacher Mr. Rock Crusher Mr. <laughs> that was his fantasy football team oh really I remember vividly that I was sitting in my pre-calculus class with <laughs> who we have to blur you have to do these I'll, I'll bleep him out but he had a rivalry with our, our rock crushing fr- uh teacher like they had like a friend, yes. friendly rivalry. They were fantasy football enemies or whatever the term is. I don't know. I I've not rolled my character for fantasy football, but yeah, uh, I remember we were sitting learning, you know, math stuff, proofs or something, and the teacher <laughs> he's he's you know teaching away and he looks up and he looks through the door into the hallway. We can't see and his eyes light up and he rushes to his laptop, which is projecting like the notes, and he minimizes the notes tab and he pulls up a screenshot of his fantasy football score and the other teacher's fantasy football score <laughs> with their team names at the top. And in walks the, the, the history teacher. <laughs> and the math teacher just, like, starts going. And then and they had, like, an argument about it. But I just remember, like, what? 
it was cool. It was wild. I missed those sorts of things. Those two teachers had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what teachers they, should I do. I really enjoyed the two of them. Uh, I yeah. I also took a lower level high school class or a math class from that teacher, and uh, that was great. And and I think he knew his audience and mm-hmm. was like, "All right, folks, I know why you're in this class because you can't cut it in the big math." No, he didn't say cut it, but like he just knew what was up. And was like, all right, let's make it fun. Let's be chill. I'm going to teach the things we need to teach, but, like, don't need to take it too far. And then uh, and then the, the rock crusher uh, AP US history, he would, like, open it up for debates. And there was two particular students that would really get into it, into the debates about history and into the, the – he would, like, do his lecture – We'd take notes on the lecture and then we'd have like the second half of the class or like the last third of the class would be open for conversation and debate. And that was pretty wild, which prepared me a lot for high school mm-hmm. or for college. I mean, that's how like a lot of college classes are kind of formatted. So that was like, that was cool. I like the idea of discussion in a history class because it could just be, and, and AP certainly allows for more of that, but it could just be here is you know, here is the timeline of events, here are the people, the terms, yada, yada, write them down, memorize them for the test. But history is not like, history is not facts. I mean, it is, but history is is the stuff some people decided was important to record. So there's, you know, there's so many different layers. And so to be able to like talk about those layers uh, or truths, my history professor in college talked about in truth, there's no capital T truth, but there's little t truths and stories. That's what his, his story. So it's all these different tales and sort of yeah. unpacking that. My favorite memory of that particular history teacher, uh, the rock crushing fella, uh, was he was talking about the Wildcat Party uh, from the 20th century. I don't remember. I think they were. I think they were racist. Uh, they also might have been progressives. I don't remember. You know, they they were not relevant anymore. Uh, I mean, racists and progressives still exist, but the Wildcat Party does not. They might have been socialists. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I fancied myself a little class clown in high school. Uh, yeah. So he said the Wildcat Party, and I, the class clown, said, excuse me, what team? I said, Wildcats. I said, what, what team? He said, he said, well, Wildcats. I said, what team? And he said, well, Wildcats. And I went, Wildcats. And then one person in the back goes, get your head in the game. But it was, it was a glorious moment, nevertheless, because he was confused, and everyone else knew what I was doing. Wow. That's the only joke I ever told in high school. What an inspiring story of you interrupting the... Yeah, I was an asshole. Proud of it. That was a good class. The debates, it was interesting. That was like, there were people in high school getting very, very political. And and I think the, the instructor kind of liked it that way. Mr. Rock Crusher was kind of like, this is good. This is civil uh, conversation. This is like what being in the political adult world is like. It's good to talk about these things in a historical context let's go for it and man it was weird it was like too much uh, not too much see here's the problem i don't know what to say on this podcast cause i don't know who listens to it <laughs> and i don't want to like give away too much information because i bet it'll get back to them but there was two people in particular that would go at each other in this class i'm dying to know who it is uh they were brothers. You don't even have to finish. I know exactly who they See, are. There we go. <laughs> but if I say any more than yeah, that, yeah. it's like 
people already know from my high school what is happening and and uh man that was that was pretty funny to watch and it was also like there were students in the class that would know how to spark each one of them how to like start their fire and then you know like once you start that person's fire the other it, it'll leap over the other person's and then it's man uh dude mr rock crusher had to ask them to like cool off and be like all right one of you leave the room and cool it off for a bit this is just a history class see i took an ap government class the year of the 2016 election that was wild because people got into it and the teacher had very strong views that she did not hide uh a lot of us had very strong views that we also did not hide so what could have been a discussion sort of led to just sort of bashing of each other's opinions is this the same can i tell this story about the wait no never no (laughs) this is the same teacher that uh oh i can edit anything you say out (laughs) i have the power to delete your words that we saw at the christmas party at the christmas party what christmas party the christmas party at your house your family christmas party we're hanging out and we're complaining about how much we didn't like this teacher and we're like hanging out in the kids room all the adults are like hanging out in the kitchen drinking wine and talking about adult things and all the kids are hanging out in the living room talking about kid things as a group of us high schoolers and a group of like younger kids that were just like doing weird i'm getting secondhand embarrassment for myself because i don't remember this and we were like oh man i really don't like this teacher that was i really don't like this teacher and then a little girl who's probably like five or six goes like that's my mom (laughs) and then we're all like oh no i don't know what teacher you're talking about but i know this teacher doesn't have kids fuck who are you talking about who this teacher has kids the teacher I'm talking about doesn't. That taught AP Gov in our high school? We're talking about two Four different teachers. Ago? We're talking about two different teachers. Are we really? Yeah. Who taught your AP Gov? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I know I know who you're talking about, too. I ran into that yeah. teacher. She, I took AP Econ with her. I ran into her after our freshman year of college. Like, I was free, didn't have to deal with this teacher anymore. She's a, <laughs> she's a lovely woman, a terrifying teacher. Um, I'm glad you're doing the editing on this episode. Just to let you know. Yeah. We'll navigate all these. Well, uh, well, fu- these future things. Ethan is not going to be thrilled when I sit down with this in two <laughs> weeks or whatever. I'm not going to be happy about all the the creative cuts I'll have Nuance. to make. Usually, I'm pretty good at it, but this feels like I'm going to have to really go with like a fine tooth, like Exacto blade, and cut around just breaths. Uh, but I ran into this teacher. I was walking to a, a, a choir rehearsal at church in our hometown, and this car slows down next to me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna get murdered. And the window lowers, is this teacher, and she said, hey, you want a ride? Is this... This is the is teacher the, you're talking te- about. I was talking about? Okay. And again, she's a delightful teacher. I mean, person. That's my conclusion I've come to. Did you, but Did you take the ride? I did. I, I was a block, but I, I mean, it would be weird. <laughs> it would be weird to say, like, no! Absolutely yeah. not! On that same note, uh... Maybe to get us out of this uh, shark-infested waters here. Um, <laughs> uh, remember that time that I was riding my bike around? That could be that like could be any time in your entire childhood. And I totally ate it on some gravel that was uh, mixed in on the sidewalk. I do remember this. And you showed up at my house. And I skinned my knee and my shoulder and got like gravel in my in my 
palm. And I showed up at your house and knocked on your door. I opened the door and Isaac's just like, standing there bleeding with like these gashes on me. He's just like, hey. It was like a block from your house. It was, it was like either I paddle home right. or I paddle to Ethan's house. Um, and showed up at your front door like a bloody mess. And my handlebars on my bike are all messed up. Can you help me? And your dad was home. Yeah, and, and fixed me up. It was, it was funny. Man, that was terrible. I vividly remember opening that door and just seeing you bloodied. And like, oh my god. Isaac got <laughs> jumped. Uh, that was funny. We used to ride around. I, I, you were my, this is not the, the logical leap I made from what you said to what I'm about to say. There, there's no, like, through line. It's just, you know, the human brain operates in weird ways. Do you remember the... It was on the street where the Boys and Girls Club is. There was a red garbage can, yeah. a little red garbage yeah, can. And we got really into this red garbage can, but we didn't call it a little red garbage can. We called it a dainty red garbage can. Like we would just like say the phrase you... dainty red garbage can, but we said it in an accent. And we got like that was a big joke to us. I don't know why, but that was like a thing for a while. You started it. But why did know. why did it catch on with you? Cuz like weird inside jokes were what we were about at that point. That's true. That was just like the the time to make little weird inside jokes and then you could say it around other people and then they wouldn't get it so now you're cool because you have this like weird inside joke thing you know dainty red garbage can that's got to be the episode title unless we talk about something else but i feel like the that that inside joke level feel like exemplifies the whole pit we, we are currently in in this episode yeah well i mean we're also reminiscing about high school teachers that nobody else had that like unique situations that are very uh very the two of us yeah the two of us are n- nostalgic on for some reason. Do you find yourself like more nostalgic lately? I don't know if it's a result of like adulthood or having, you know, missed out on a year of our lives basically of like doing stuff. But I um, I feel very nostalgic for everything not now. Not really. I, it's weird. I was thinking about this when I signed my lease again that I have not stood this still and lived in one spot for a year continuously since high school yeah since that time because i would always you know work during the summer and go away to camp for the whole summer and do that whole thing and i'd come back home and go to school for you know high school and then go away for the summer and and i'd do that constantly and then when i went to college i'd go to college for a semester and then come home for two weeks and then go to college for a semester and then take the summer off and do guiding and then you know do these field semesters in california and arizona and like I've just been moving and not settling in living in one place for too long. Um, even though I felt a huge sense of place at the college I went to and I felt a good sense of place at home, I, I was never there for more than six months. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and now I've been living in this place, doing this job for a year and I've taken vacations and I've gone up to the boundary waters and done things up there, but those feel like, journeys from this place not like their own side journey so that's been kind of weird that's been kind of like eye-opening in a way to sit down even though i'm not sitting down as i said 200 days of movement out of the 360 probably more that i just didn't record but that's brought a different perspective to my life than i think uh than it has otherwise it's kind of interesting you've put some roots down yeah and you i mean you Everywhere else you've gone, and and I've been feeling a similar feeling. Like we, 
we didn't pick where we grew up. That was sort of bestowed upon us by the gift of fate sure. and circumstance. And, you know, we picked where we went to college, but that was always a temporary, you know, college ends. Yeah. Not always the way we expect it to, but it ends. But for both of us, this is the first time we've, like, looked at a place and said, this is it, this is home now. I'm choosing to settle here. And that's substantial, in a way. Do you ever find yourself picking a date of, like, I want to stay here this long or this many years? Like, high school, you're always like, oh, I can't wait to graduate. I'm going to graduate in four years, three years, two years. And then you're like, in this many years, high school is going to be over with, and I can do what I want. And you go to college, and you're like, all right making this commitment for four years or two years or whatever. And like, there's an end date right. to it. You're like thinking about like, all right, when this is over, this part of my life is over. I'm going to do this thing. And now you're like, well, here I am. That's why I like think about my lease so much. Yeah. I just, I just uh, renewed my lease too. So I'm in a similar boat. That's the thing that's tying me to this place the most. And you know, that's really not, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, binding and secure but it's not like you know in a year i could get up and go somewhere not like four years committing to a college you know and do you you're you're an adventure and kind of guy do you see yourself I, I know you just renewed your lease so you know that's not the exact thing but do you see yourself going from place to place for a while or do you see yourself you know here in wisconsin seeing what happens well i have a plan i have a secret plan that I'm working on with a friend of mine to do a very big trip, a very big like canoe trip gone for the whole summer, like an epic, amazing trip that I feel like would be the great kickoff to another life to like whatever stage comes next. And I think that would be a good way to be like, all right, close one chapter, start a new chapter. And saving money now doing this job and having this relatively cheap place finances whatever that next move is like you know what i mean it's just like okay not necessarily thinking about what i want to do next but more like when do i want to get the inspiration to change my life enough to be okay with whatever happens next mm -hmm. i don't know something like that yeah that's awesome still in the in the works and far off but uh if i'm gonna move on might as well move on with a bang you know yeah, I don't know what I want. I've been I I my dad was up for the weekend helping me with laundry and and like apartment stuff. Uh, but we talked a lot about like what's next, and I have no clue what I want from life. I'm realizing there are things I enjoy, yeah. there are things I don't want. Like I don't want to work in the summers. That's what I've learned this summer. Is I that time off that we had up until you know when we were working real adult jobs was sort of like crucial to my brain for like processing the passage of time i have every single week is exactly the same i wake up the same time every day every all five days a week i go to bed on the weekend you know it, there's no sense of yeah. like progression because there's there was no like this is over now it's this thing there was no college is over go to summer camp there was no eighth grade is over get ready for ninth grade it's just the same and i've just lost that so i, I know i sort of need that summer off so probably should be a teacher but i have no clue like what I want to teach or where I want to teach or what grades I want to, it's, you know, it's, and all, all these nebulous questions. So I don't know what I want, but I've, you know, I've renewed my lease. So I'm, I'm here for another year. I was just offered a full-time yeah. position at the daycare, uh, nice, which I probably will take. I just have to put on the puppy dog eyes and ask for a raise with tears in my eyes. Sure. Well, that's cool, man. I, you know, I, 
felt some apprehension about that too, of like just punching the clock. But then I remembered, was not revealing too much about what I do. I work in one of the most dynamic environments where it can be negative 20 degrees or it can be 90 degrees. It can be snowing and hailing or it can be raining or sunshine. And I work with some of the most dynamic people. My job is never boring. It is certainly stressful, but it is never boring. My job will always be different every day I go to work. And that feels like pretty good to me. And I feel like if I took a job that wasn't that way, that I was getting bored at, uh, I probably wouldn't have renewed, you know, I wouldn't be sticking around. So um, the job definitely has a lot to do with it. I, I feel that. I know I like the area I'm in. I like I like the city, or I, I think I'd like to stay. I haven't gone out into into it much, but everything I like, you know, on the on the bike ride when I rode, you know, thirty five miles along the canal, I liked the canal. I liked passing through these towns and sort of the vibes they had, and I like. It reminds me a lot of where we grew up, but it's also different, which I enjoy. So yeah, you know, maybe I stick around in this area for a while and see what happens. I really, I really liked writing my book in the spring and and early winter I, or late winter, I guess. Like that, that felt really yeah. cool. So I want to keep doing that. I've started writing another book, uh, which is nice, dude. so it's just sort of figuring out what what I want and what clicks, I guess. Which, That's awesome. Which is hard when it's yeah. when it like it, you know neither of us have roommates, so we're just sort of figuring it out without like a constant like support right there. I've got, I guess, my cat. He doesn't really give me any ideas, though. That's some that's some real adulthood, though. You know, that's like what it is. I don't know. We're all alone deep down. Uh, speaking of aloneness, any and maybe this is like too personal of a thing to talk about on a podcast. But any uh, any thoughts on bringing a a companion into the the fight here? It's you know? hard. Having, it's really hard to date as an adult (laughs) uh i feel like it was a different game in college right because you had you on a college campus with with all these i mean you went to a school where you know all any exploit of anyone was instantly known by everyone i went to a a, not go to a huge school but i went to a sizable school where the pool was larger not to like objectify or like reduce any people to like fish in a pool you know you you it was easy to meet people and you know dating apps for example you know there were people your age who you knew had similar experiences and stuff on it because you're all in the same location it's wildly difficult i don't know if you you're on any dating apps up there but it's wildly difficult to like forge a connection through a dating app when you have (laughs) nothing in common well the other thing too is it's I think we talked about this before in another podcast, but like in college, it's baked into the experience, right? You all eat together or there's a a communal dining hall that everybody gathers at. You have classes that are a unique size. You actually get to know the people in the class. You have after school activities that you can join and meet up people that all like this thing together, you know, all like watching movies together. Like you can, you have those things built, built into it. Or in adulthood, you have to find those things on your own and find the yoga class that you want to go to or find the running club or whatever that that adults build in their everyday life. And so when COVID happened, those things all got shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, 
if you didn't have somebody, you didn't find somebody because there's no place to meet somebody because everything's closed. And now things are starting to open up again. You know, the running clubs are meeting again. There's now baseball happening in the park across the street. Like you can tell those things are starting again. And I'm wondering if there's any of those that you're like eyeing up to be like, hmm, maybe I want to go to the this thing once a week or do this class or whatever. And like yeah. built in some of those more uh, meeting people type situations that weren't happening because of COVID. I like that you have a yoga class. It's just hard because I don't drive. So I'm sort of stuck you know, either sure. places that are within walking distance or, you know, I could, I could bike to yoga, but I don't know if I'm going to want to bike after yoga. But yeah, I think that is the key, right, is to go someplace where you can meet people. The only people I've met uh, are either at the coffee shop I visit every day, and that's not, I don't want to ask out or like, be like, hey, let's get to know each other, someone who's working and can't escape my advances. Like, that's not a position I should put anyone in. Uh, and I'm not going to, trying to go out with like a coworker at a daycare. Yeah. <laughs> it no. just it wouldn't happen and and really i don't sorry if my coworkers listening i don't want to date any of you to begin with no, right, no offense enough. we're buds we can just be friends leave me alone oh well maybe platonically hang <laughs> i don't know i was there's i gotta figure out what i like to do i forget it's been so long since i've gone out and done stuff sure like i forget what i actually enjoy doing in groups like dungeons and dragons that's something i enjoy but i, I do that already on Zoom. Zoom has destroyed socializing. Yeah, kind of. Because everything I used well, to do in person is over Zoom. You pick things that can't happen on Zoom. I mean, I guess you can do anything on Zoom. You can yoga on Zoom. I, I, my god sister, I think that's the, she does a Zoom yoga class. There you go. So, it is possible. I was so close to signing up for a really intense running race, like I used to do at college, with very little preparation. That would be, sounds like a you. painful experience. But I also have, like, I live a pretty active life. That's true. But, You're not out of practice. It's just you haven't done the running, running. I got you. Yeah. Um, although it was on, it was when I was going to work. It was the weekend I was working. So I like, I couldn't do it, but I'm on the lookout for things like that. And not necessarily for the, the girl, you know, or the, the romantic find, but just like, just to meet people, hang out with yeah. people again, you know, and, and to meet some new friends and hang out with like-minded people, you know? And those things are happening again, which is pretty sweet. So uh, I was just curious if you were looking for any of those. I, I had this thought on the walk to work today. I used to do a lot of theater back before COVID happened. And there's a community theater, a bike ride's distance from me. There you so go. that could be something. That's how I made a lot of friends. I mean, initially, other than like through classes and stuff, as I, you know, made theater friends and, and met people through there. So for sure. maybe that's an option. Uh just as we were talking, I had the, I don't know where I would go for this, but I love the idea of like a board game club. I feel like if there were like a board game yeah, club cool. that I could go to, there'd be so much, because you, you get to know people so well over Monopoly. You see the true colors. But yeah, just, I think you're right. Just figuring out those things and, and going to them is sort of the key. But man, it is hard to just like go up to someone and be like, hello, I would like to make your acquaintance, which is basically what dating apps are, right? Like you just... <laughs> I've selected you as someone potentially suitable for me. Yeah. Here's a gif of a frog. They're weird. Yeah. They're weird. Are you on any? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Okay, fair enough. going to neither deny or... Uh, what's the reverse of deny? Confirm? Confirm, I think. Yeah. Yes. It depends. It, it depends. Yeah, they're... They're a good idea, in theory, 
right? Like, see all these people, see who you think is cool, talk to them. Yeah. But, like, how how on earth do you start a conversation? And that's the pitfall I find every time. Yeah. Since I work for the CIA, I find it very hard to describe yeah. what I do for a job. <laughs> and all the confidential things I can't reveal. It's so hard. All the stuff at Area 51 and, and the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> The truth about 9-11, all that stuff. I, I just can't, you know, <laughs> I, I got to come up with some cover stories on that one. Uh, so that's how it goes. You're a traveling canoe hobo. Kind of. Honestly, um, that's not the worst description <laughs> I've ever <laughs> given to you. Yeah, I like it. Anyways, speaking of canoes, to switch the topic, I've been doing a lot of work on my canoe uh, since I bought it and still more work to come. Um, but... Uh, Made a drive down to the state capital of Madison, Wisconsin, to go to an awesome store called Rutabaga Paddle Sports. Where That's a good name. I know, right? It's amazing. Where all they do is canoe and kayaks and stuff, and they've got awesome, awesome equipment. Like one of the best paddling shops I've ever been to. Um, and they helped me outfit, outfit it for some airbags and for some, some uh, skid plates and a new... Uh, carrying yoke and all like everything on my list i was able to like check off and i was like kind of worried driving down there it's like a long drive down there and and my buddy uh came with me who who does a lot of canoeing and like made a road trip out of it and hung out and listened to taylor swift cds as we drove down there it was great so i've been working on the canoe a lot and that's been a very satisfying like project to have um considering it's probably the most valuable object i own right now (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah, yeah. Having a project is good. I, like I said with my book, having something to, you know, I get home from work and I write. That was that was sort of a yeah. nice having something to do and seeing progress. I think maybe that's the key to adulthood is just projects, right? Like having your own little thing to tinker with. Yeah. That's yours and no one else's. Yeah, I, and I you... see how I have a lot of my dad in me now with the tinkering and the like, taking on a project and all that. So. Uh... I see it. I on my bike ride, I rode past several locks on the canal. Um, oh yeah, which were nice to ride by, but it means there was a hill, which was not ideal because I was enjoying this. The whole most of the canal trail is very flat because it's a canal, so you get in like this nice right. rhythm of just being in the same gear and just like going and going, and then suddenly you have to shift gears, and it's not like a hassle, but it's a little more thinking and and working than you've been doing, which is probably good, but. I got past this, the first lock I went by, it was in motion. Like, it was it was in use. Oh, cool. So I stopped and watched, and it was just a little kayak, a woman in a kayak, just sitting as this water goes up and up and up and up. And I'm, I'm curious what you think, if that would be terrifying to be in, in a boat as this water's going up and down, you know, 10 feet. That would be pretty terrifying, yeah. I've heard that's actually pretty risky for kayaks and canoes, um, especially on the, uh, on the, like, when there's other big boats in your way and you're trying to navigate other boats coming through the locks and you not getting like stuck in the lock or ran over by a bigger boat. I mean, some canal boats are just big enough for the canal. Like they are the same size as the canal. And um, that's gotta be pretty scary. The other thing too, is that there's no place to get out in a, in a lock or some places in the canal. It's just straight walls of concrete or wood or whatever. And so that water rushing in, sometimes that can be turbulent. Yeah. And for a small boat, if you tip over, 
you can't get out. There's no shoreline or no so like, you just gotta ladder. Tread and hope for the best. Which with the water being yeah, what wait, it is is hard. Yeah, but I, I think it'd be cool. I'm down to do it. I think it would be cool. I I agree. Just all overwhelming and you know you'd have to be on your guard. Obviously. Can you can you human power water craft the whole Erie Canal? Yeah. Really? I mean, it's an inefficient way to travel the canal. So is biking it when you can just drive it. I could bike it in a week. You're not going to paddle the canal in a week. That's not the point, though. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you mean. Yeah. You could, I think, yeah, because it's, I mean, you have to go through locks every once in a while, but there's no... And there's plenty of camping along it, just like you know. Yeah, lots of camping. You can camp at some of the locks. Uh, There's campsites, or you could camp in a guy's backyard like we did. Just choose some guy and and say, hey, backyard, please. And set up a tent in their backyard. But yeah, it's definitely feasible. There's plenty of towns to walk into and buy food and... Every town's at That'd least got a gas station. You know, you'd have some place to get food. It wouldn't be the best food, but right. you could. You would not go hungry. That'd be really cool to do. Hmm. After your big, after right. your big canoe trip, come down to the Erie Canal. We'll, we'll paddle. I'm talking about like that's like a week. That'd be like a tack on the end or the beginning of. I gotcha. I gotcha. Big canoe trip. I'm talking about going to parts of Canada that only the polar bears know. Anyways, um. That'd be cool, though. I, I didn't think about that, to do the, the Erie Canal. I, that's, that'd be sweet. People boat it all. I mean, not, I don't know how many people paddle the whole canal, but when you're, like, when I used to sit in town and just have lunch, now I sit in a coffee shop and have lunch because I've, I'm, I'm adjusting back to my old caffeinated ways. But I used to just watch people paddle all the time in yeah. rowboats and canoes. and Not as many canoes, but a lot of kayaks, a lot of, like, rowboats the little skinny ones people huh. do it a lot and there's also you know you've got your canal boats you've got your pontoons and there's a lovely little like wooden houseboat that's been moored right in town that's yeah, delightful there's <laughs> my favorite detail is the bathroom or whatever the boat bathroom's called has the little moon carved into the side into the door classic nice. I'm, I'm very entertained by it if you didn't have a canoe if you had like a motor uh-huh. a motor powered boat what kind of boat would you want one i could sleep in like, it wouldn't be, like, a power boat. It might be a sailboat. Like, a small, like... When I was down in the Florida Keys doing that sailing trip with the Boy Scouts, that was a pretty cool boat. Like, a 40-foot little sailboat. A big sailboat, had a yeah. cabin and a couple uh, couple beds, and that's pretty cool. Had a galley, a little bit of a galley. Like, that seems cool. Because you can, like, do a lot of things with that. You can go a lot of places. I know that. a guy who spent his fall semester uh on a sailboat like he just was out on a boat the entire semester didn't touch land wow. that sounds like an amazing experience i'm not the best sailor those tiny so little canal wouldn't. boats are pretty sweet too they're like low topped ones they always have I, I always notice all those canal boats always have bikes on top of them like without fail really? it's it's just, i find it fascinating because i've never seen one without well, bikes on them here's my thought is you you know the canal boat lives in the canal somewhere you know in one of these small towns and you just motor it up and down the canal and go to Lockport and then Rochester and then you know where other small little towns along the thing then you come into town and you want to hang out in town for hop on the bike a days and... you just you just bike around yeah town. that's true you bike back home to your your uh your thing and that seems like a pretty cool combo of, of things and they're all the same colors too I don't know if that's like a, a mandated thing like they have to be brown and green but they all <laughs> they're all the same they all exactly the same classic I want one. It's actually a really common thing for, if you want to do any river canoeing or kayaking or whatever, you have to make a shuttle. 
right? Or right. at least be able to get back up to the top of the river where you parked your car. So what people will do is combine biking and canoeing. So they take their canoe and they, you know, put their bike, oh, their bike yeah. in their canoe, canoe down the river and then bike back to their car and then drive their car down to the canoe and pick it up and drive home. So now I've like spun off into like, okay, what type of bike do I want now that I have a canoe and like, you know, things multiply that way. But uh, that's a pretty common thing that that happens is like people who do a lot of river trips get really into biking and canoeing because you combine them both. That's, I love that. Yeah. Which then spins you off into adventure racing where you're biking, canoeing. And you running, just get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And navigating like like off trail navigation with a, a map and compass. Like all those sports are like combined into one and you're trying to like go as fast as you can through a, a landscape to meet these checkpoints that are on like a little like orienteering uh, flags that I want to get into. That sounds cool. I feel like that'd be a really good survivor kind of show. Oh yeah. But just focus on these, these three things. Yeah. I'd watch that. Put it on For sure. discovery channel. I don't know. One of the, one of the 3 billion streaming services that exist now, put it on discovery plus. No, that is a thing. I'm trying to think of like a fake one. Nature prime. Put it on nature prime. Sure. Nature Prime. Only sixteen ninety nine a month. Sixteen ninety nine. But you you don't want to pay for it. It's a shame we have this really really like popular exclusive must see TV show that you only can watch on our service. Everyone's gonna be right. talking about it. Just pay for, just pay for a month. Watch the show. Binge it and then drop it. Yeah. But the problem is, I keep like, I did that for a while. I'd, I'd find a streaming service that had like a show and I'd watch that show. But then. Right when I was going to drop it, I'd find another show that looked interesting that was only on the service, and now... That's how they get you. But it turns out my family just has all of them, because that's what they've chosen to invest their money. Now that they're not paying for, for college, they've they've gone all in on the streaming services. I know. my my I didn't know my family had uh, Apple... Or not Apple. Uh, Disney. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, is, got Disney Plus is great, except there's only like four things I've watched on it. I really like the four things I watch. It's like the Mandalorian, yeah. right? That's what everybody wants. wants it Mandalorian's for, a so, good show. Uh, I gotta get on that, but um, yeah. Apple TV Plus, not to not to turn this into streaming cast, which I, is probably, you cast things to stream them anyway. Uh, Ted Lasso, just to do a quick TV show recommendation, is on Apple TV Plus. It's a show about a uh, football coach brought into England to coach uh, like a, a like football like soccer yeah and he's it it is just the most delightful show uh it's not really about soccer it is but it's mostly about just like kindness and friendship and loving people and it is like i, I and i'm making it sound corny it is genuinely one of the most warm fun nice good shows i've watched and the internet's all all about it season two comes out very soon so i gotta figure cool. out my parents apple tv plus password and, and hop on there <laughs> nice so we're we've i think we've hit an hour if you want to break out a, a shower thought or two yeah let's do that man let's let's end on that guy i feel like we did a pretty good yeah this is this turn we were apprehensive about this but i feel like this once we fell into the high school teacher spike pit we really found this episode <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one, man. And we were nervous. I uh, So I follow Shower Thoughts on Twitter, like with my own personal Twitter, which is oh, yeah. great. Except what that means is every once in a while I'll stumble across like a Shower Thought and I have to like not read it because I don't want to spoil the like episode for when I hear these Shower Thoughts. 
So it's sort of like a a minefield, a shower of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this one's pretty relatable. People that lack inner monologues must be able to fall asleep so easily. Damn. Yeah. Is that relatable? That is relatable. That's probably why I listen to podcasts when I fall asleep. To silence your inner to, monologue? Like, round out the inner monologue. Let someone else become your inner monologue. See, yeah. the issue with that becomes, I, I dozed off, this is a while back, but I dozed off, I was waiting for maybe to do an episode with you, but I dozed off, and in my head, in my sleeping brain, I dreamed up that I was listening to a podcast segment, and, and like, the inner monologue genuinely became these podcasters, so I think there's, there's a danger of doing too much. I wrote it down, it doesn't make any sense, but I heard it perfectly in their voices and intonations, so they sort of took That's over my wild. brain. It was bizarre. I had that about a... a uh... A YouTube channel about mountain biking and then I was in charge of taking over that YouTube channel and making their next video which was weird but I had to do it in the same style I don't know um, another one as age doesn't measure maturity grades also don't measure intelligence hell yeah for sure grades are dumb I get like we have to evaluate but there's got to be a better way to do it than grades uh, whether you can be a kind and respectful human being or not, I think is way more important than if you have good grades. Yeah. Uh, oh, this one, this one hits. Uh, maybe we don't lose our socks. Maybe our socks get a divorce, and the one you have is the one who got to keep you. Oh man. There's no, there's no shared custody, I guess, with socks. No. Well, I mean, don't you ever think that sometimes you, like, find the other sock to the pair, but you lose the original sock that you had? My new strategy is when I find the odd sock out, I just put it on top of the dresser and hope the next load will reveal a secret sock. There you and go. sometimes it does. There you go. It usually doesn't. Um, one time at the laundromat, I came home with... A, a stranger's sock. Oh, no. So just I, one. I'm, I'm a contributor. One sock. Contributor to the issue. It went. It promptly went in the garbage. But uh, yeah, uh, somebody out there. Sorry about that. And now they're listening to the podcast. Hey, wait a second. I live in Wisconsin <laughs> and I lost a sock at a laundromat. Huh. I don't know if this one's true, but the reason we feel a sense of calm when it rains could be because our ancestors were not being hunted during rainfall by other apex predators. Because I think sometimes uh, our sense of calm in the rain comes from us being warm and dry and safe. Yeah. Even though our ancestors would have been wet, cold, and miserable when it rained. And we're hearing the rain, and our mind is telling us, freak out. Find shelter, it's going to rain. But we're already and inside. And our body is like, Cozy. you're warm and calm. I'm okay. You know? I think there's there's definitely something to that. I also think the white noise aspect of it probably helps too. A little ASMR yeah. going on. The R stands for rain. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, how about one more? One more sounds we'll, good. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll call it. Whoa. This one swings way back to the beginning of our conversation about history class. It's meant to be. If you study history far back enough, it becomes biology, and then geology. And then, lastly, physics. Whoa! Think about that one. That's pretty good. That is awesome. Well, 
Well, I think that's a good thing to end it on. Yeah, listeners, if you want to hear more about the podcast, which right now is mostly just me posting episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at KetchupCast. Ketchup is spelled like the condiment. Uh, KetchupCast. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with your own things you'd like us to discuss or you've got, you know, you want to tell us your state's cool, like, number one thing that you learn in your state's history classes or in your state's math classes, if you've got, like, a Florida algebra that you learn, uh, by all means, you can email us at nocondiments at gmail.com. That's nocondiments at gmail.com. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening. Episode 48 of Ketchup Cast. Coming up on the big 5-0. Sweet. Have a, have, a good, have a good night, listeners, or day, or I guess evening, or morning, whatever you're doing. Have a good one. Have a good one.